0: Percy, in your mind, what does it mean to serve others? Hmm. Well, Wayne, as you yourself know, because of the many areas that you serve and have served in, there are, of course, many forms of service to others. But biblical service, to me, is to be touched by the feelings of another and then attempt to meet the need of that hurt. Or another level of that service can be when one serves from their own pain or struggle to another similar pain and struggle. Yeah to say, I know how you feel, and therefore, please allow me to assist you. Let's have a conversation today about this type of godly service, if you will.
1: And we will. We're going to hear from a Latina who is serving her community as well as others with the insight she has gained from being a cancer survivor. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration, a weekly podcast with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. Pastor Pete brings us a guest each week, and actually our guest today is a return guest.
0: Yes, she is, and we're excited to have her back. Her energy, her enthusiasm, but her story is compelling. A young woman who was... Diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and she had to come to terms with that and, you know, work through some things in terms of her identity. But then she also uh, wanted to talk about and address and we're going to hear that today uh, as being from the, uh, you know, Hispanic community. Some of the dynamics that community may be struggling through mentally or emotionally with regard to uh, cancer and service of it. And just she is one who is just a servant, wanting to serve other women and empower them. And we're going to hear a lot of interesting things from her today.
1: All right. You may remember our guest, Sonia Ray, from a few weeks ago. And if you missed part one of her conversation with Percy, it is in the archive here for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have a website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And at that website, we've given you the opportunity to ask questions. And if you have one of those questions you'd like to fire off at us, uh, go ahead and send that via the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect to type in your question. Percy, I, I know we're beginning to see some questions from listeners here. You read them all, and we'll be sharing some, no doubt, on future programs.
0: Absolutely. We're excited. Thank you for your feedback as we continue to gather them. And again, remember, we're not here to answer any medical questions. You don't right. want Wayne or I giving you medical <laughs> no, advice. No, trust you me. do so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we are here to provide, again, a source of inspiration and hope. So anything relevant to cancer, a cancer journey, supporting cancer patients from a mental, emotional, spiritual, and maybe some physical challenges that you've had, please feel free to share with us, and we'll attempt to respond to those at some future shows later on down the line.
1: Percy, we love God's Word around here, and we always open this program with uh, a thought from God's Word, a scripture verse, and you pick these out, and they're always so appropriate. What do you have in mind today? So our spiritual
0: nugget today is found in 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, verses 10 and 11, and boy, does this really speak to who we're going to hear from today. It says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God that he provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And that is going to be appropriate for uh, our dear sister Sonya today when we hear from her in just a minute.
1: Yep, and we'll circle back on that at the end of our conversation after we've heard from our guest today here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, we are excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind. Relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, text the letters HHI to 22433. We believe you'll be blessed and encouraged. Let's uh, let's listen to our guest now as Percy sat down on the phone to talk with her. Sonia Ray joins us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hey, 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 I'm back
0: with you. This is Pastor P, the cancer pastor, to bring another compelling conversation. We've spoken before with this young, vivacious, beautiful woman of God before uh, who gave us her tremendous uh, story and her journey, uh, 11-year journey dealing with uh, two-time uh, breast cancer, Uh, experience, uh, treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, Uh, mother of two, stay-at-home mom, married to, uh, by her own words, the most amazing guy in the world. And uh, we want to give a shout out to him as well. Sonia Ray, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my dear?
2: Thank you so much, Reverend, for having me back. I'm so excited to be back.
0: Well, I could not Take the opportunity to have another conversation with you. And we talked about so many things that uh, and and I'm just going to say this right now and prophesy this over you. I hope you're planning on writing a book because you got a lot to say (laughs) that I think that will bless a lot of people. And I really mean that sincerely. But yes. <laughs> uh as 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 was with the introduction, uh two-time breast cancer patient, and we talked about kind of your clinical journey, you know, double mastectomy, you know, if you talked about losing your hair, you talked about having to re-identify and define yourself as a woman and, and and get steeped back into who God says that you are because you were challenged physically for a moment. Uh how, you know, on your second recurrence, you know, it, it threw you a little bit and 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 caused you to kind of question your faith. And here you are today, you are now considered with no evidence of disease, you're no longer actively treating for your cancer uh, in any way. Uh, But the thing that uh, I thought would be interesting and compelling to talk about is the fact that you are of Latin descent, you are Hispanic. And we know that statistically, from a data perspective, there's a lot that's been written and said about... Uh, cancer proliferation in the Latin community, uh, you know, uh, resources and disparity of health care services. Uh, you mentioned in our last conversation, and for those of you who didn't hear the last conversation, please go back and listen to that, uh, Sonia Ray. It's, it's, it's worth listening for sure. But you talked about, you know, uh, being part of and helping support kind of um, – uh, the area of Atlanta, the South Atlanta area, where there, there are poor counties there. And I would imagine that there would be a measurable number of people uh, that are there who are Hispanic, that that probably has an impact upon them. Let's talk a little bit first about being Hispanic. First and foremost, you are you have a tremendous level of faith. And from what I understand and what has been generally discussed is that typically, traditionally, uh, people from the Latin community uh, ha- are people who are very religious. They have strong faith orientation, very family oriented. Let's talk about the value system of faith and, and, and religion and God from a Latin perspective and how important that is to you personally and culturally. I, I
2: totally agree with you. We are very uh, religious, again, very uh very faith-based and also very family-oriented. So if I was going to go to the doctor, the whole family was kind of Like <laughs> my husband, my children, my parents, my aunts, my uncle, everybody wanted to come. I would go to treatment and man, they would walk in there with coolers, with food, with snacks. I mean, we would have just the whole family there. So that is one of the great, great things about my culture. Um, but we do have some things there that I think are, are culturally based. I personally found all the resources that I needed, but I have been in this country for many, many years. I was actually born here, mm-hmm. but I was raised in Mexico. And then I came back in my teens. Okay. Uh, I learned English. I went to school because I didn't speak any English. And I, I became very, uh, adapted to the American culture. Okay. And, um, so when I got diagnosed, I began to dig and, and I began to do things to find out what was the best treatment for me, the best thing to follow. Um, and always asking the Lord for guidance and, and open doors and where I should go, what I should do. Uh, because again, faith is, is key. But what I do find is as I've been on this journey for, for 11 years, It's not so much a disparity as far as lack of resources or help, but as far as people knowing about them Uh. or wanting to reach out for help.
0: And so with that, I was going to transition right there in terms of, uh, again, is it fair and safe to say, I've heard different things from different people, that in some cases, accessing those resources, being willing, and I don't know if it's a cultural Dynamic of trusting the medical community, feeling comfortable—is uh, it a, a second language dynamic? But I, I have definitely heard it suggested that there could be more people from the Hispanic community who could and should access resources, but for various different reasons, do not. And and you're you're an advocate now, and you use that word in our last uh, interview. Let's talk about why. What are some of the the reasons why people in the Hispanic community do not access the resources that are available to them.
2: We can focus on the two you just mentioned. Um, one of them is, is probably a language barrier and I'll get to that. Yep. The other one is, is a, is a, is a sense of pride. Um. Okay. Because I, uh, you know, Hispanics, um, we are very hard working oriented people. Yes. Like we go to a job and we work and we use our own resources to provide for our own family. Yeah. So when you are in diagnosis, you can't go to work having to reach out for grant for a help for financial assistance. There's a sense of pride there Mm. that is almost like, no, I have my little savings. I'm going to use my little savings and this is what I'm going to do to continue to take care of my family. Okay. So in that sense, which I think is great to have that sense of pride, but we can't be prideful. Okay. If the resources are there, I believe we need to have a, as Hispanics, we need to have a change of mind and say, it's okay to access those resources. Wow. That's my experience. Okay. The second one is a language barrier. Again, I feel that many, many resources. I've been involved in this for 11 years now, and, and I've been pretty much throughout the whole state of Georgia, whether it's raising funds, raising awareness, I'm very involved, and there's a lot of help out there. There is a language barrier, but I have found out that many organizations, from hospitals to doctor's offices, they do have translators, and not just any translators, they have good professional people that are paid to translate correctly, mm-hmm. whether it's medical terminology or resources are. Mm-hmm. So um, we just have to let them know that that exists.
0: Okay. okay. Because
2: what, first of all, if you can fully communicate and you hear the word cancer, everything else the doctor says goes over your mind. Yeah. You got to have that caregiver, that person with you to hear what you didn't hear. hmm Now, imagine having a language barrier, not being able to understand. And I I see most of the Hispanic women that I meet, they almost want to retreat. They almost want to go into hiding. Mm. And it's hard to pull them out. But once you talk to them and, and I open up with them and I meet with them and I show them the resources that they're out there, they are willing to move. The resources are there more than ever. Okay, I think... People, uh, communities, uh, facilities have been very conscious about reaching out to to the minority groups. I think we culturally need a change of mind to really go in and be okay with accessing those resources. I don't know if I'm making sense.
0: No, absolutely. And and I appreciate that because there's a couple of things that I hear. First of all, I want to make sure so I don't lose this, that you and uh, some cohorts have started your own non-for-profit organization called Harbor of hope incorporated tell everyone who's listening how they can access or contact you at Harbor of hope. If you have an email address, if you have a website, just go ahead and give that information right now before I forget Sonya so they can reach out to you.
2: Absolutely. Um, it's Harbor of hope, inc.com okay. and all the information is there. You can donate there. You can uh, download application for financial assistance. You can download an application for the boutique, uh, you can, uh, the, our email is on the website and you can actually email us if you want to request an appointment at the boutique. And in our community, we are known by word to mouth. Okay. So doctors refer patients to us and, and um, other patients, bring patients. We have a monthly breast cancer support group meeting and um, okay. we call patients and we visit patients and we mentor patients because we want to empower them. We want to encourage them.
0: And one of the things, because I don't want to lose this that you said that was so powerful to me, and it is so consistent on you, uh, with again going on twenty seven years of of being in the cancer space, is that after you, you know, you went through your entire roller coaster ride with your. Your physical and healthcare journey, 11 years, you know, two time breast cancer patient, double mastectomy, et cetera, et cetera. You said that one of the amazing things that came out of your experience was, uh, and I want, and correct me if I'm not using the correct language here, was a profound sense of purpose or needing to give back. Uh, Let's talk about that dynamic because that's what's driving, you know, Harbor of Hope Inc. And I would imagine. Not exclusively limiting to, but certainly want to make sure that members of the Hispanic community and women are, are being told about the work that you guys are doing, supporting them. Of course, you're supporting all women, but you want to make sure that you're reaching back into that community as well for obvious reasons. Let's talk about the amazing, profound sense of purpose that, that this has given you and particularly being able to help you know women and, and, and anyone in the Hispanic community dealing with the dynamics of cancer.
2: So let me just tell you, I normally phrase it this way. The darkest time of my life was the trampoline that propelled me into my destiny.
0: Wow. Say it again. Say it Say it again, it. please. Please say it again.
2: <laughs> the, the darkest time of my life was the trampoline that propelled me into my destiny.
0: That's a book. It's like. That's a book title. I just <laughs> want to say that's a book title just for what it's worth. I'm
2: working on it slowly, okay. but I'm working on that's it. That's
0: a book title. Um,
2: you know, Romans 8:28, we all know that one. You know, the Lord will turn it to good. But Genesis 5020, when Joseph meets his brothers yeah. and tells him, Listen, it's cool, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Whatever, everything you try to do to hurt me and harm me, the Lord has turned it now for the saving of many lives. Wow. And that's what I feel having co-founded this non-for-profit with a group of amazing women because none of this is a one-woman show. Right. It takes a lot of people yeah. to make a, a non-for-profit foundation work. we're all volunteers, we're all survivors, and I'm surrounded by great women who have a love. And we're all from all racial backgrounds, colors, flavors. Everybody on the board has a background and has a story to be able to help and relate yeah. to a person at her level. And of course, it is so amazing. Through Harbor of Hope, when I call patients to just encourage them, if there is a Hispanic lady on the other side of the line, that I can switch immediately Mm. to Spanish. And I can communicate clearly with her in her own terms and understand her language and she can understand me fully and there's nobody between us it's just me and her talking in Spanish and they fully open up and then we can let them know yeah. that they you know be aware of all the resources and the help that are out there and that it's okay to be helped.
0: And and it transitions me into the, the second question that I was going to ask or comment that I was going to mention because I know at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, over the years, uh, we've engaged in that process of of having being able to communicate correctly with the Hispanic community, having uh, translators, uh, and one of the things that came out of multiple discussions because I was on a multicultural. Uh, task force and committee that we had at CTCA. Uh, we have a hospital in Arizona, which, of course, there's a huge Hispanic community there. But you know, but basically anywhere in the United States at this point. And one of the things that I learned that I was very ignorant of, as I'm sure most people are, and you made reference to it already, is having a correctly trained professional translator who can articulate, particularly medical language in Spanish to someone so that they can really process and understand what's being said to them. And I never thought about it because obviously I'm I'm not Spanish uh, or I I don't have a Hispanic background, but it, it matters in the quality. So when you talk about when you're talking to, you know, uh, women on the phone and, and you're able to switch gears and, and go into, obviously, that 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 cultural orientation, it makes a huge difference. And I just want to com- salute you, but I don't know if a lot of people really understood or understand that dynamic of that language barrier. It's an important point that has to be done well and and done with sensitivity so that we can really uh, have the ability to connect with that person on the other end of that conversation.
2: And, you know, even though, you know, Hispanic is a broad brush, within that, there's so many different languages or accents or, or definitions of word that I may be able to use in South America, but I can't use in Mexico Okay. because it's so it's really getting to know what part Are you from? Mm. And that way, you know, sometimes we can hear it in the accent. And sometimes we even have to go, even while speaking Spanish, we have to go in a little bit deeper to try to understand the meaning of certain words. So it, it does get very interesting, but at least being able to communicate. In that same language makes all the difference in the world. And again, I applaud um, CTCA and and everybody because I really see them trying to reach into the minorities group and trying to help as much. I just think it's really time for us culturally to get out of our comfort zone and access those resources. I do believe they're there.
0: Yeah, And that's an important fact. And again, I appreciate you giving clarity to that because ultimately at the end of the day, it's one thing to say that there may not be resources available, but then there's another thing to say that then, but then there's those who are not accessing them. And how do we bridge that gap to make that happen in in a way that, that all parties are being served equally and as they should. And so thank you for that admonition in that regard. Um, with that being said, and, and as I think about this, uh, you're now moving forward. You're, you're doing amazing things with your foundation. And I was going to ask, what, what, what's next on your list? What, what other aspirations do you have as a, a young mother, uh, Latina? Uh, you know, you 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 check off a lot of boxes that I think that is very important in our ter- our current culture. You know, as a female, as a young mom, you homeschool your kids. You're a wife. You know, you've been through cancer. You know, you you're Hispanic. What else is there in your purview that you're thinking of that you're willing to share or that the Lord is putting your heart? Because I know sometimes there are some things you can't share at, at that <laughs> time that that the Lord may have given you, and I, I I've been down that road. Is there anything else in your purview that you're thinking about? or looking toward being able to do with your advocacy work.
2: I definitely want to expand Harbor of Hope. Okay. Right now we serve the local community. Um because we are a small non-profit. Right. But I believe the Lord is opening doors for us to expand not only to a statewide but even maybe to a national or international uh, help because I've been in contact with women outside of the United States that yeah. are walking the cancer journey yep. that need resources. We helped a missionary from Mexico um, in her cancer journey make it back to the States to get treatment here. Okay. Uh, so I, I do believe, and definitely a book is in the works, okay. Reverend. Okay,
1: good, good. <laughs> you
2: know, and whatever the Lord asked me to do, I love my life. Um, And I believe it's the Lord that has put that in me, Um, even with all of the challenges, not only the cancer challenge, but again, there's so many other challenges that you face in your daily life um, that even in the midst of that, whatever the Lord has in store, I'm ready.
0: Mm, mm. And I I believe that with all of my heart and soul. Well, let me say a couple of things. When you write that book, I want to be within that first group that gets a copy. I want to have it. to have you write one of the acknowledgments, absolutely, yeah, and then we'll have you back on the show, and we'll talk about it because I have certainly interviewed several people here who have uh, written books about their cancer journey, or or even from their vantage point or their experience. So we'll help promote that here, right on this space for you, and, and let people know about it. And uh, I just think that you have a wealth of information. Uh, and your experience, as I often say, cancer all cancer patients have a story to tell. They do. They yes. because every cancer journey has a unique dynamic to it that that's unlike anybody else's cancer journey. And at the end of the day, it's just a matter of making sure that we can get people accessible to those stories because I believe that they will make a difference in someone else's life. So we we'll we'll yes. get you back. We'll promote your book for you, and uh, and and feature it here on the show. Uh, in the closing. Oh, absolutely. In the closing <laughs> seconds that I have, my dear, I'm going to ask you to do something that I didn't prep you for at all. And that is, I want you to uh, close us with a word of prayer, but I want you to start out in English and then I want you to close in Spanish for that one that may be listening uh, that can relate and connect on a very cultural level. Again, you know, you're here to support any and all women of all faiths uh, and backgrounds and cultural orientations. But today we want to talk about the Hispanic community and some of the dynamics with regard to health and wellness and accessibility. Close us out in a, in a quick word of prayer and uh, start out in English. And then I want you to give me your best Spanish prayer you got. And, and then we're going to say goodbye from there.
2: I, I'll be honored. Thank you so much, Reverend. Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we have had together. Mm. I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts have been pleasing unto you today, Lord. Lord. I pray that we can reach and touch women and make your name known. Señor, esta mañana te doy gracias por la oportunidad y la bendición de permitirme compartir mi historia. Yo bendigo a cada mujer que está escuchando esto, que ellas lleguen a conocerte y que sea de bendición para, tu, para sus vidas. En el nombre poderoso de Jesús, amén y amén.
0: Today you have heard from the one, the only, incomparable. I love this lady. I love her her <laughs> her, her, her energy. I love her spirit. Sonia Ray, two-time breast cancer patient, uh mother of two, stay home mom. Uh, but she also has helped start uh, a not profit called Harbor of Hope, Inc., uh, 11-year journey of, of battling and fighting cancer. Uh, and today she stands tall to say that she has no evidence of disease and that she is declaring that God is bigger than cancer. She's been there She's done that, and she literally has the T-shirt to prove it. <laughs> I do, I do. Thank you, my dear. I love you so much. Let's stay in Thank touch. You, and uh let's Absolutely. let's see what you're doing about six or seven months down the line. And as soon as you get that book ready, we're we going to bring you back, okay? I
2: appreciate it. God bless. All
0: right. God bless.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Pastor P. We'll talk again with him in just a moment here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. H-O-P-E, easy to remember. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I tell you, we have had many guests on this podcast, Percy, but it always brings a smile to me when someone like Sonia drops by and just opens up her heart. It's uh, It's amazing, isn't it?
0: It is, and you could you can feel the evervescence of her spirit just in her voice, the yeah. energy, yeah. and you can hear the godliness in her as well. I, you know, I know that sounds kind of weird and interesting, <laughs> but you know, I, I can feel that and I can hear that. And I thought that for her, uh, being willing to obviously being Hispanic, you know, I thought it would be interesting to talk about any any relevant dynamics to the Hispanic community because, as you know, sure. in listening to her uh, interview, she's now all about serving uh, her community. She lives in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area. She treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. So a lot of her outreach work is in that community, and she talks about how— Uh, Some, I guess, southern Atlanta area is is a relatively poor county or portion of the state. And she really wants to be an impact player to women in that space and in that environment and and specifically to her culture, her culture and her community.
1: And we have to commend her for that, don't
0: we? Oh, absolutely. Because, again, Uh, and, and asking her, you know, and I was educated a bit, you know, about some dynamics, you know, are there any hindrances or stumbling blocks in, in the Hispanic community? And one of them was the fact that she said that because, uh, many Hispanics are very proud people that sometimes they won't ask questions mm-hmm. about their you know, health care access and therefore you know, negate getting the health care that they need because of their pride. And I did not know that. Yeah. I thought that that was very interesting.
1: Sure. In, in general, we understand that now, don't we? And, and it's so helpful. So interesting to hear someone from a different ethnic persuasion to really educate the rest of us what it's like in their community. And she is best equipped to help that community.
0: Well, she talks about and one of the interesting things, and Wayne, you're very well versed in this because you you do a lot of work overseas in Europe, South America. So again, understanding uh, the ethos of of people culturally is important. Whether we uh, agree with it or not is not the issue. I wish we can get to a point where we don't have to always agree to something True, to understand right, something right, right. that you know that may be not may not be maybe dissimilar to who we are or how we think, but to understand where that person is come for, coming from, and so. You know she talked about that that dynamic and and again uh also being able to have good information from a healthcare perspective uh that is written in in spanish and then having people who are properly trained to interpret uh that information when individuals come to healthcare environments from the uh you know the latin community because it's important from a communication perspective so again this is great insight as we continue to understand and do what Jesus said do go ye into all the world and reach those you know and again yeah. we can't reach the world playing only in our backyard obviously no. yeah, so.
1: right and it was so interesting to hear her talk about the family dynamic in her community wasn't it huh
0: <laughs> yeah I, I listen I laughed so hard when she said that when when I go to the doctor the whole family goes to the doctor and that's that's part of a cultural ethos for the Latin community you know they, they stick together. They, they do everything together. And again, I would imagine under those circumstances, you know, they want that that sense of of clan. They want that sense of support. Like we're all going to the doctor. We're all going to do this together. And so it was just uh, encouraging and educational to understand, uh, again, from a Hispanic perspective, how they react, respond, and basically engage in the health community. Yeah.
1: Well, much respect here, and I'm sure on your part as well. It was a very enlightening conversation today. And if you'd like to listen again and go back, you can do that easily because we are a podcast. So just go back, <laughs> hit the hit the uh, back button or hit the replay button and enjoy it all over again. Uh, Sonia, if you're listening, thank you for investing mm-hmm. part of your life with us here on Health, Hope and Inspiration.
0: Yeah, she's an inspiration, you know, and I I remember this thought too. She said that the darkest time of her life was the trampoline that propelled her into her destiny. Yeah,
1: okay, I wanted to bring attention, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I I marked that because I wanted to bring it to attention again and emphasize what she said. Say it one more time.
0: That the darkest time of her life was the trampoline that propelled her into her destiny. And we've talked about this in various different shapes and forms on, on many multiple shows previously of how a negative situation or circumstance can propel or push people into a whole different place of destiny and right. purpose in their life. And so she expressed that thought. And I thought it was very profound. And now her goal is with her foundation that she helped start. And we'll put all that information in the show notes Mm -hmm. where you can reach out and support. I want to encourage people, support these foundations of people who are supporting cancer patients with your money, uh, obviously, and with your prayers and support that, you know, she and and I think it was four or five other women got together and said, we are going to do something and say something to the cancer community with regard to wigs, prosthetics et cetera, et cetera, and to preach the the gospel uh, to these individuals and share the love of Christ with them. She said that propelled her into this element of her destiny today, and she's grateful and thankful to God for that
1: and we're grateful for her. All, all right, right uh, to access the information, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, and you'll find the program notes there. You can download our featured resource. You can ask mm. questions of us there by hitting the connect button. It's all at com. Our inspiration comes from God's word. Let's return to 1 Peter.
0: 1 Peter 4, verse 10, and we read as follows. Each of you, just as Sonia has done, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others because this is all about giving service and serving uh, as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms if anyone speaks they should do so as one who speaks the very words of god if anyone serves they should do so with the strength of god who provides so that in all things god may be praised through jesus christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And Sonia is, uh, she and another group of ladies are doing just that, as well as so many others out here as they continue to serve uh, the cancer community. We want to encourage you today to serve with the gifts that God has given you wherever you are to make a difference in the life of at least one person that you come in contact with. Uh, he will be glorified and God will honor you for that work as you speak his words, and as you declare his power in the lives of those who probably need it most today. And so we thank you, Sonia. We love you for giving your gift and giving your measure to those that you've come in contact with today. Uh, We at Health, Hope, and Inspiration are standing behind you, and we are encouraging you as well as
1: others to continue on. And we thank you, Pastor P, for that challenge to all of us. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, the final word is yours.
0: Yep. As we serve. Remember, we have been called servants by God. Remember, we've got work to do, folks. So sharpen your axe and let's (laughs) keep chopping the wood. God bless you until the next time.
1: And don't forget to join us next time for health, hope, and inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources, or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.